Everyone to the Ave Torah Daf Yomi Shiur. Today's Shiur is Daf Lamid in Tanit. Um, we will be starting from Daf Chavtet Amurbet uh, at the words Vitanya Idach. It's about six lines from the bottom, seven lines from the bottom of the page. Vitanya Idach. We learned in the Brayta. Vinoheg Evel Mirosh Chodesh Adetanit. According to the mayor. We have to act like mourners from Rosh Chodesh Av until Chaba Av. We act like mourners. That's Rameir. He says the whole month of Av is Asur. Not just from Rosh Chodesh to the, to, the, to the first day, but actually the whole month altogether. According to Rashbag, it's only Asur, only that Shabbat alone. Amar Biyochan, Biyochan says, "V'shloshta miklacha darshu." They're all learning from the same pasuk. Nechtiv, as it says, "V'shboti, I will stop." Kol mesosa. Bottom line, chaga chacha v'shabta. I will stop all its happiness on its holiday, on its month, and on its Shabbat. Madam Rosh Chodesh Atani, the one who says from Rosh Chodesh, "Michaga." Rosh Chodesh called the chag, and therefore the pasuk is telling you that you have to stop from Rosh Chodesh. All your morning starts from Rosh Chodesh. Manu kol Chodesh kulos. The one who says the whole month is Asur. Mechotcha learns it from the fact the pasuk mentions a month. Therefore, the whole month is Asur. Now we're on the top of Lamed Amud Alf. Uman de Amar kol Hashabbat kula Asur mishabta. The one who says kol Shabbat learns it from the word Shabbat. Now who's the halacha? Like we have three different opinions. Either from Rosh Chodesh till till Shabbat, or the whole month of Av, or the Shabbat that has that has it in it. Now, says Amarava, Rava is going to say two conflicting things. Rava says, Halacha Kereshbag. But Amarava, Halacha Kermer. He says, Halacha is like Reshbag and Rekamer. Now, that's a very far thing, because Rameir had said, from Rosh Chodesh to the Tanit, and the other rabbi said, only the Shabbat of Shabbat. Says Zigmar, well, I'll tell you what he means. Shavayu Lekula, he means both of them to be lenient. Vetzricha, we need it. If it would have told you halacha is like a mayor, have you no feel much chodesh? You would have thought it starts from much chodesh. Kamash malacha kereshbag. So we told halacha like kereshbag. That's only on the Shabbat itself. If we told you halacha is like kereshbag, have a mina feel or have you think it even after Shabbat? Kamash malacha kereshbag. So we told like a mayor to teach you that it's that it stops at the holiday. Let me just explain this quickly. Oh, I forget it. Don't worry. We don't need it. Rishim should just listen, okay? okay. Rameir says it's from Rosh Chodesh until the Tanit, okay? Nine days. Uh, Rashbag says it's the week of Shabbat. So, but according to him, if, if it's the week of Shabbat, it would start on Sunday and end on Friday, no matter what. No matter when Shabbat is, even after Shabbat. So we want to show you two things. We want to show you that it starts not on Rosh Chodesh. It starts on the Shavuah. So not like Rameir that we start that we not like Rameir that we start from Rosh Chodesh. It starts the Shavuah Shachalbo. And we want to show you also that it's not the whole week. It only stops on Rosh Chodesh. So we mention Rameir to tell you that it stops on Shabbat, and we mention Rosh to tell you that it only starts on the Shabbat. So we're picking one halacha of each one. From Rameir, who we learned that it ends on the on the fest. Okay? And from Rashbag, we learned that it does that, that it starts only on the Shabbat and not from Rosh Chodesh. 
and therefore it's from, from Shabbat till the fast, and that's it. It comes out where Ravah is more lenient than all three opinions. Right? Are you with me or no? He's much more lenient. Older. The first opinion said nine days. Second opinion was seven days. The, third, the other opinion was a whole month. And we're saying much less than that. We're saying it's variable. The maximum is, is five days. Because we're not starting from Chodesh, we're starting from the Shemarav. And we're not ending at the end of the week, we're ending at the holiday. So it's less than everyone. Okay. Welcome, Mike. We are now on the two dots on the top of Lamed. Okay? So let's think about that. Erev Shaba'av, lo yochal adam bet tevshelin. On Erev Shaba'av, a person cannot eat two cooked foods. Amar Bihuda, lo shano elem b'sheshaot. We only said this from the sixth hour and on. Because we said on Erev Shaba'av, you're not allowed to eat two, more than, you can't eat two cooked foods. You only have one cooked food. We said either uh, an egg or a jadra, or so one cooked food with a piece of bread, but nothing else. Now, we're telling you that that's only if it's from chatzot and on. But, but if, it, if you're talking about before chatzot, then you're mutad, you're allowed to have as many cooked foods as you want on Erev Shabbat. Rabbi Yehuda says, this is only in the meal that you end with. But in the meal that you're not ending with, you're allowed to have. So if this is not your last meal, and you're going to have another meal afterwards, then you are allowed to have two cooked foods. It's only on the last meal for Shabbat, one cooked food. But before you're allowed to have as many cooked as you want. Now, Rav Yehuda is really saying two things that are contradicting each other. First, he says, only after the chatzot. Then he says, only on your last meal. Let's we'll say what it means. Says Again, the similar thing to the last thing. But Kula, they're both going to be lenient. We need both them. If it would have taught us only only on the meal that you're ending with, I would have thunk that maybe that works even before Chatzot. If you tell me the last meal, it only works for the last meal, I would have thought that the last meal works even if my, I'm eating my last meal before the holiday at breakfast. Halakha is, when you eat breakfast, no matter what, even if it's your last meal, you could have as many as many dishes as you want. Okay? And therefore, we have to tell you, thank, therefore, we have to tell you that, uh, that, um, that it has to be, if I would only tell you Sudam Afsikpa, you would think it applies any meal. Right? Kamash from therefore we told you Mishesh that works only from Chatzot and on. Mala, if I would have told you that it works from the sixth hour and on, I would have thought, I would think that even if I'm having two meals then, I still have to keep it by both of them. If I would have just told you, it works for chatzot on. So you would say, oh, chatzot on. So even if I have two meals then, both meals, I'm only not have one cooked dish. And it says, no, it's only on the last meal. So we tell you, last meal and after chatzot. So there's two conditions to make, to make you have, have these restrictions. If you don't meet both conditions, you're allowed, you don't have any restrictions. What are the two Conditions. Condition one has to be after chatzot. Condition two has to be your last meal before the holiday. Good? Yeah. Good. It says, Tani We have a bright like the first lashon, a bright like the second lashon. Tani We have a bright like this last lashon. El Shabbat, Imatila, Sod Suda, Heret, Mutale, It says, If you're planning to have another meal, you're allowed to eat meat. And drink wine. 
even on Erev Tisha B'Av, as long as you're going to have another meal. That sounds like the first Lashon that we said, right? V'imlav, and if you're not planning to have another meal, then asur l'chol basar l'shorim, you're not allowed to eat meat and drink wine. Tanya Kalishna Batra, oh, welcome, good morning. Tanya Kalishna Batra, we have a brighter like the second, like the second Lashon. It says, Erev Tisha on Erev Shabbat, a person should not eat two cooked foods. He can't eat meat and he can't drink wine. He says you just have to change. How do you change? If you usually eat two cooked foods, if you usually eat with ten people, so I'd be Eat with five people. Hagil is shtot asakos. If you usually drink ten cups of wine, tachilak. Shudech hamishakos. So you drink five cups. Talking how you eat on erev Chabaav, according to this rabbi. What? According to this brayta, this is erev Chabaav. Okay, he doesn't say. Right. Now all this, this is only after chatzot. Okay, but for earlier you're allowed to have as many as you want, even the old ten. So you have you have a brayta going both ways. Tanya idach we have another brayta. Now by the way, you should know that we won't eat meat during the whole nine days, right? And we're not drinking wine either. Okay. That's a minhag, though. This is going, this is going according to halacha. According to halacha, you're allowed to have meat, technically, up to the Sudan of second. But our minhag is we don't eat meat the whole nine days. Okay. Tanya Idev, we learned. Erev Shabbat, lo yochal adam shetav shalim. Lo yochal adam basar, lo yishtayayin. Divrei mimir. Okay. Can't eat meat and can't drink wine. Havim, lo yishtayayin. The rabbi said you could change. You lessen your meat and wine. How do you lessen? If you usually eat a litre of meat, you eat a half a litre. If you usually drink a log of wine, drink half a log of wine. If you never have meat or wine, then you don't have any wine. Even though you're only allowed to have two cooked things, if you usually have cooked radishes, or salted meat after Yisuda, you're allowed, still allowed to have it now. Okay? Tiny in another writer, Koshu, Mishum Tshabav, Asulu Chobasad, Vasulu Shloyan. Any meal that you're eating because of Tshabav, Yani, meat that's like Sudam of Seket, right before Tshabav, you're eating it because of Tshabav, you can't have wine or meat. Vasulu Chotz. And you're not allowed to wash yourself, you can't take a shower afterwards. Okay? It's not because you're not allowed to wash yourself. He says, no, you're allowed to wash. If you're allowed to have meat and wine, then you're allowed to have, you're allowed to wash yourself. Okay, we have a lot of different bright thoughts which are seeming coming in over here with different versions of what's mutar and what's asur. Tell around another one. Any mitzvot that are apply to a mourner, lo alenu, person who lost a relative, 
What are they? What things apply to a mourner which are asur on Shabbat? Number one, asur ba'achilah b'shtiyah, eating and drinking, sicha, anointing yourself with, with oil, nilata sandal, and with wearing leather shoes, and with relations. All these are asur. Va'asur lekrot b'torah b'nilim l'kutuvim, and you know how to read the Torah or navi or kutuvim. And you can't quote a Mishnah or a Gemara or a Midrash or a Halakha or a Agadah or a story from the Torah. Can't, can't quote them. But according to this opinion, you're allowed to read a Pasuk that you're not used to reading. Because since you don't know really what it means, you, will, you won't enjoy it as much. You can also quote a Mishnah that you don't really know. It's okay. Because you don't really understand it well. You're allowed to read Kinot, Iov, and the bad parts of Yirmiyah, because all those things make you sad. Okay, these are parts of Torah that make you sad. You can't even teach kids. Even kids who normally want to teach them, you're not allowed to teach them on Shabbat. Why? Because the Pasuk says, The laws of Hashem are straight. And they joy, they give joy to the heart. Since we're not allowed to have joy, so we have to avoid learning them on Shabbat. Now, that's the Tanakama. You're not even allowed to read a, a, a part of the Torah that you're not used to reading. The Tanakama had said it's okay, since you don't know it so well, it's okay to read it. But Yudah is disagreeing and saying, even though you're not allowed to read, <coughs> Aval, but he does agree with Tanakama. Yes, I'll take one. Thank you. He does agree that you're allowed to read these um, sad parts of the Torah that he agrees you're allowed to read. But he does agree that the the kids cannot learn on that day. The same pasuk that the laws of Hashem make you happy. Okay. Now we're quoting the Mishnah again. We said, You can't eat meat or drink wine in the Sudaham of second. Excuse me. Oh, yeah. Let me grab that. Thank you. <coughs> <coughs> we said that even though you're not allowed to have meat or wine, you're allowed to have salted meat and wine that is from the gut, from the wine press. Now, wine press, we'll normally call wine from the wine press. We call that grape juice. Okay, it's unfermented wine. And salted meat is meat that's not cooked, it just got salted. Okay? So, how long does it become salted? As long as it's like a korban shlamim, which is two days and one night. You put it in salt, it doesn't get salted for two days and one night. How long is wine considered still grape juice and it's mutar? As long as it ferments. 
as long as it's still fermenting. Tana, we learned in the Brayta, Yain toses en moshim gilui. Another rule is that this wine that's fermenting, there's no problem of leaving it uncovered. Kama tesor gimel yimim, which is three, here they're telling you it's three days. Okay. <laughs> this is what Rabbi Huda would do on Shabbav. They would bring him dry bread with salt. And he would sit in between the oven and the stove. Now Rashi says, It's the, it's the most disgusting place in the house. It seems like the, by the stove there was a lot of... Uh, Ashes around, uh, or soot from the oven, from the you know from the wood burning fireplace. Ve'ochel he would sit there and eat. V'shutela kiton shemeh he would drink a container of water. V'domei kamishim metom utalaf enav he's like a guy with a dead body in front of him. So he would that's how he would look on end of Shabbat Avin Sudam Afseket. The Ashkenazim have a nice custom that they uh, put ashes on their bread on Sudam Afseket. That it could be it comes from this idea where the rabbi says Rabbi was sitting in a place where there's ashes and and and, and there was ashes on his food, so they want to get a little bit of that. Tanaram, we learnt. In a place where they have a minhag to do melachat shabav, Ose, then you're allowed to do melachat shabav, even though you're not allowed to do these things. But you're allowed to do okay? If you're in a minhag where the minhag is not do then you're not allowed to do melachat. Even if you're in a place where they're allowed to, a tamir haham should not go to work. Okay? Rashbag says, A person should act like the tamir haham. A person shouldn't say, Well, listen, that's only tamir haham who don't work. I'm not a tamir haham. Who do I think I am? I have to go to work. No, you're allowed to make yourself a tamir haham and say, I'm not going to work. It's okay. Tanya, we learned in the Brayta. Anyone who eats and drinks on Kippur. If you eat on Shabbat, it's like eating on Kippur. Even though Kippur is the Oraita, Shabbat is not. But Rashbag is saying it's the same. It's like eating on Kippur. Okay? Rabbi Kiva Omer, if you do Melachat Shabbat, you'll never see Siman Melachat forever. If you do Melachat Shabbat, you will not do see melacha forever. See melacha. Chavim from Kosev melacha b'Shabbav. Anyone who does Shlaim, anyone who Chavim say worse. They say if you do melacha on Shabbav and you don't, if you're not sad in Yushalayim, Hashem will not allow you to see the joy when we have Mashiach coming. Shnei Emad. Simchuot Yushalayim gilu ba kol ohaver sisu eta besos kol mit abin melaya. All those who mourn on Yushalayim are the ones who are going to be happy with her. If you're not mourning on Yerushalayim, the sins are on their bones. What do you mean, sins on the bones? That means Hashem is so it says in the bottom that means that you'll always get, you'll definitely get punished for it. No, it'll never go away for you. Okay. We said that Rida makes you turn over your bed 
And the rabbis don't agree with that. Says the Gemara, Again, Rabbi Yudah requires overturning the beds. They told Rabbi Yudah, according to you, that everyone has to turn over the beds. What's going to happen with the pregnant ladies? What about um, nursing ladies? They can't be on the ground. What are they going to do? I mean, it's anyone who can. You're right. Of course, I don't mean pregnant nursing ladies. Tanya Nami also have a right like this. Moder agrees to the Chachamim that when you're not able to, you're allowed to sleep on a, on a bed. And the Chachamim agreed to the Yudah that if you're able to sleep on the floor, you should. So my brother, what's the difference? Question is, other beds. Whether or not you have to turn over the other beds and no one's sleeping in. When they said you have to turn on the bed, when we said turn over the beds, <coughs> it means all the all the beds in the house, and therefore that's the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda, and the Chachamim disagree. follows our Tana, who says that the rabbis don't agree at all, which means. Correct. Even because we, in the Brita, it sounded like the rabbis agree that if you're able to, you should. But we're ending off the Gemara. The Halakha is like our Tana in the Mishnah that, that, we, that no one turns over the beds and you're allowed to sleep on the bed, everybody. Okay? Amar Rashbag, Rashbag says, the best holiday in the world is like Tuba'av and Yom Kippur. I understand why Yom Kippur is the best holiday. It's a great holiday because you get and everyone feels good afterwards. Yes, you're not eating, but you feel great afterwards. Right? And also, Yom we got the second Luchot. El Tuba'av, Mahi. But what's so good about Tubav? This was the day that the Shivatim were allowed to marry each other. My Dirish, how that happened? Because the Pasuk says like this This is what Hashem told the daughters of Solchad. This only applies to this generation. So in other words, like this. There was the Menot Slavchad were the children of a guy called Slavchad. Slavchad inherited land in Israel. He didn't get to Israel yet, but he was going to inherit land in Israel. And yet he died. And he only left daughters. Now the daughters got the right to, to inherit his property. Now, the people in the Shevet of Menasheh were upset because when, they, when the daughters marry other people, then the, there comes out that Menashe is going to have less property because if the daughter marries a guy from Shevet Binyamin per se, now Binyamin has a portion in the, the, the property of Menashe because this guy is, is the husband of one of the Slochah's daughters. So Hashem said that they have to marry someone in their Shevet. And they ended up marrying someone in their Shevet. But Hashem said only in this generation. So once that generation finished, which was on Tuba'av, Everyone was allowed to marry everybody, and therefore that was the, the happiness of Tuba'av, according to opinion number one.
That's when they allowed Shem Benjamin to join Kal Yisrael. Shnei Amar. Ve'ish Yisrael Nishman Betzpah Lemor. Ish Menu Lo Yitain Betor Lebenyamin Le'isha. Now, it seems like the rabbis, when the Mishnah had said that it was a happy holiday and people used to get married on that day, we understand that there was something connected to marriage that happened in the time of the Torah. So the first opinion was that we see in the Torah that Tzavchad couldn't marry another Shevet. Now we're allowing the marriage of the Shevetim. Second shot is, we see that when the Jews, all the Shevetim, all the 11 Shevetim, waged war against Shevet Benjamin because of a terrible crime that was committed in, in Pelegish Begiva, okay? Being that they had all these, being that they had that happen, and they had agreed that they're not going to allow anyone to marry the people from Benjamin, then they changed their mind, they, they, they were... Matir Neder, they were able to go there. And therefore, maybe that's what, what happened. What, that's what happened on Tuba'av. Because it's also a marriage-based happy day. And therefore, maybe that's what it was that happened on Tuba'av. My Dirush, how would we see that? Because over there it says only we're not going to give. But the children are allowed to give. And once they pass the generation, it would be Mutar. What kind of crime do they do that the whole family can get married to each other? What kind of crime did they do? A very, very, very bad crime. Uh, it seems like there was a, 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 a guy who came to town and they took his wife and they abused her. And she died. Died from, died from all the abuse. So the whole Shevet. So the fact that the whole Shevet, no, the whole Shevet didn't do it. Only one town did it. But the fact that the Shevet backed them and didn't come and punish them. If this Shevet would have punished that town, okay. But the fact that the Shevet backed them, this is what's going on. They, they were accepting games like this in Benjamin. All the Shvatim said, this is, not, this is not our standard of Kali style, and they attacked them. They destroyed most of... Benjamin was winning for a while. And then Hashem turned, turned the tables around. Benjamin lost... Benjamin was beating all, all 12 Shvatim. They were beating 11... It was 11, 11 to 1, and they were winning. And then they lost, and they almost got wiped out completely. They won twice. They won twice? Twice could be. Okay, good. The third time they lost, right? Okay. This is someone who goes to the Navi class. According to him, the reason why the 15th is a happy day is not because of a marriage day, because that's the day when the people in the desert stop dying. Okay? Why? Because every Chaba'av, after the spies, they would die. And on the 15th of Av, they would lie down in a grave and wait to die. Let's read inside. Till the people stopped dying, no one would, Hashem wouldn't talk to Moshe. It was when everyone stopped dying that Hashem spoke to me. So they all stopped dying that day. What happened was like this. The Midrash says that everyone knew that Kaisa was going to die. For the, the, the people of that age were going to die because of the, of the Meraglim. So every year they would dig their own graves and lie down in the graves and wait to see who dies and who gets up. And whoever dies, okay, we're already buried. Now, the last year, they all got into the graves, and they all knew they are going to die. It's the 40th year. And sure enough, no one died. And they said, okay, we well, maybe we have the wrong day. They waited the next day, the next day, till it came to Ba'av, and now it's a full moon. It can't be Shabbav anymore. And they said, okay, that's it. And they, uh, they celebrated. That was Tu Ba'av. That's why it's a celebration. Okay? Ula Amar, Yom Shibitel Hoshua Ben Ela Pardesot. That's when he, Hoshea ben Ela, got rid of the 
centuries, remember we said yesterday that Yeruvam ben Nevat had put guards that nobody is allowed to go to Yerushalayim for, for, for the holidays. Now, this guy, Hosha ben Ela, was a, was a king who made it okay, mutar to go from the, from the ten Shvatim to go to two, two Shvatim. Right? And he said, call whoever wants to go, go. And therefore, that was too bad. Rav Matna says, Yom That was the day when they were allowed to bury the people who died in Betar. What happened was that um, the the Romans, the Jews had rebelled against the Romans by the Bet Mitash. Then 80 years later, they rebelled again and they had a Bar Kokhba rebellion and the, the city of Betar was the last stronghold. They held that for a couple of years and they finally got destroyed by the Romans. The Romans wanted to teach those a lesson so they said, they were, not, we're not letting you bury the dead bodies. They were tons and tons of dead bodies. So for years, there were dead bodies sitting in the, in the field. And Hashem made two miracles. Miracle number one is the dead bodies didn't smell. Usually they smell after a day. Here they're there for years and they never smelled. And they were able to bury them. So when the day they buried them was Tuba'av, and that's why we have Atova Metiv, the extra Barakha, the fourth Barakha of Bikat Mazon, is in memory of those two miracles. This is the 15th day, was the day when they stopped knocking down trees for the Mizbeach. That's when the sun stops being strong, the summer season. They would not chop trees for the Malacha. Because they won't dry enough. It's the day that when they break the axe, because they don't need to chop wood anymore. Mikan ve'elach to Mosif Yosif, v'dlo Mosif, Ma'ya Asaf. Okay, so they say from this time on, if you add learning to your day, good. You'll add you add time to your life. Lo Mosif, if you don't add learning. Yasef, you'll be killed. Your mother will bury you. Oh my gosh. Why is this? Okay, they're telling you that you have to learn more at night in order to make up for the less that you have let, being that the days are getting shorter, you have to learn more at night to make up for the missed learning during the day. Okay. Oh, I think we'll stop over here. Okay, Baruch Adonai Le'olam, Amen ve'Amen.